Six-Pack Lapidot, I want to give a quick shout-out to our partners, the strength guys in this app that we have. It can be found at positionsofpower.programs with an S dot app. And the strength guys who coach people like Taylor Atwood, have you heard of him? He's pretty good. Uh, they've had several world champions, several national champions, and uh, I mean, a laundry list of records, national records, world records have been broken, etc. But they have an app with their elite level programming available, video tutorials. Uh, I mean, the whole nine, it's one stop shop once you're in here. There's a Discord where they're doing video review of your lifts. Um, to get all your lifts analyzed so you get elite level programming and coaching for $29.99 US a month. Positionsofpower.programs.app. Go there and get yourself started. <laughs> The boys are back. Six pack lap it at Arian, Messi, Kamesi, Billy Mac. Um, let's do this off the top this time. Let's get let's get these items off the top this time instead of waiting at the end. Wherever you're listening, subscribe, give us high ratings. If you subscribe on whatever platform that you listen to the King of Lips podcast, you'll be notified every single time one of these things drops. I know on the Instagram, I post it, but I post so fucking often it gets lost in the shuffle. You know how many people follow on Instagram? They're like, I didn't even know that episode came out. I made a post. They're like, bro, you post like 15 times a day. You know what I mean? I miss a day and I'm 30 posts away and I I got no idea. So subscribe and give us high ratings. Please do. Arian, how do people meet you? How do people get a hold of you for coaching, sir? Easiest um, would be our website, thestrengthguys.com, or you can just follow me on Instagram, Coach Arian K. And just to add in there, too, to what Ryan is saying is you can also join our Discord, our Discord server, which the link is in my Instagram bio and the King of Lifts bio, where you can go and chat with us more about the King of Lifts episodes, the fantasy league we're going to be doing again this year, and all that kind of stuff like that. So you can throw in your thoughts, your ideas, everything in there. Fantasy League is coming back along with some other ideas we got cooking and uh, I'm working on a segment we're going to start doing as well but we'll put a pin in that and we won't do it this episode Billy Mac how do people get a hold of you sir get the lift on Instagram easy peasy lemon squeezy all right fellas it is the Arnold recap show and at the end we're also going to touch up a little bit about um, some highlights from the Italian nationals the women Italian nationals and um, if you're thinking oh really Why, why are we doing that there are world champions who, who competed and uh, possible future champions. When we start dropping some totals, it might shock you if, if you haven't been up on it. But before that, let's talk about the Arnold. Um, you guys were literally there in the flesh. How was it? What was it like? It was an interesting me, weekend. Me. I mean, coming off of two years ago when it was just a few athletes and no spectators to coming back to um, – you know, an almost normal Arnold atmosphere for the most part. It seemed like the crowd was pretty light this year compared to what it was, you know, the previous 12, 13 years I've been going to it. But, um, 
yeah, there's finally a little bit of electricity back in there. And it was, it was nice. It was, it was nice to feel normal again for a couple of days, which was cool. Yeah. Did you go into the expo at all, Bill, or peek in? So I snuck in. <laughs> I got somebody to walk me around the side door so I could get in the back and help Jake and Derek for their last bench presses on the, um, the pro bench finals. So basically I got, went in like the side door where there's nobody snuck in the back, um, called the last attempts and then walked out. So <laughs> that was about it. Yeah. So for those who haven't been to the Arnold, there's like the main expo hall where everyone goes in, where all the main booths are and strongman everything is. And then around on the outside is like different little booths as far as different sports. And so the outside part is a little bit less dense. And then people will just go like, if you want to go see powerlifting, you go to powerlifting. If you want to go see Zumba, they go to Zumba. But the expo, when I went like the first time or maybe the second time, it was really like shoulder to shoulder, like bumping into oh, wow. people, like like a club, like you're trying to go get a drink, except now you're trying to go get like, you know, an energy drink. But, <laughs> but even this year, even after COVID and having, you know, regular as far as capacity, everything like that, yeah, it didn't seem quite on that same level. It could be a combination of like not as many people coming, but also maybe there weren't as many booths because it seemed like things were like spaced out a little bit more. And so there's more areas to walk down um, versus before it was a little bit tighter, but it was crowded. It just wasn't to the same level. Like for the Grand Prix, we had the strongman event right behind us and they had a little barrier. So you couldn't see who was over there, but it was so loud when someone was doing a big, whatever log press or whatever like that. Like you could barely talk to that person next to you. The strongman event got so loud, people cheering. So there was definitely people there. It's just not a hundred percent yet. And you guys are saying we had a Ukrainian gentleman there. Yeah, for the strongman, there was a Ukrainian athlete and a Russian athlete. Which which is obviously that's tense. Um it's a uh, yeah, man, it's 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 still going on. Just a quick news item, uh, because we we could get this out the way IPF had said um that yes, they will follow suit with the rest of the IOC sports and Russia. Russian athletes will not be lifting at international events, at least for now. We don't know what happens in the future. Um, so it's it's a temporary. And who the frick knows how long this is going to last, right? This could all be resolved by the summer, or this could be carrying on for a long time, and who the heck knows. But as of right now, unfortunately, the Russian athletes are, are they're going to be impacted. And then it would appear as though... Because 18 to 60 year old men cannot leave the Ukraine. Um, it's illegal to. So I don't think, you know, again, as long as this is going on, you probably are not going to see any Ukrainian athletes as well. But that's official. Last time we talked about, could it happen for IPF straight up for international events? They definitely, they decided yes. They so if you're, a, if you're a USAPL 59 kilo lifter, a 60 kilo lifter, <laughs> And you're in that like 580 to 600 range total. Get your ass over to PA National. That's a hell of a That medal's up for grabs, guys. You, you, we, might, we, we might be talking about one or two guys uh, on this episode. But I just wanted to add in, Ryan, to what you said that it also includes Belarus. I know they're not quite the powerhouse that Russia is, but also the Belarusian lifters are banned uh, coaches, referees. I'm sure that also means any championships that were supposed to be in Russia or Belarus, they're going to avoid that for now. It says until further notice. And then the other thing that the IPF posted yesterday too is like that fund that they're creating for the Ukrainian lifters. So they're getting donations, but they're also 
going to spend their own money and talk to sponsors to see what kind of money they can donate so that if Ukrainian lifters can go to any of these events, then they're going to help support them, plane tickets, hotel rooms, equipment, all that kind of stuff. I mean, you could only imagine you see the videos, pictures, like how upside down their lives are. Like they, if they got homes or if they got like the rebuild, yeah, it's going to be nutso. Um, and then to lose, if you lose everything and then you're not competing anymore or whatever, it's really going to be bad. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see how that all shakes up. Don't want to get in, you know, do a big half hour thing on it, but uh, had to update because I know we had brought it up previously, but going back to more, you know, fun things, the Arnold classic, um, Aaron, you put together a fantastic spreadsheet. Thank you, kind sir. And um, I'm just going to bring this up right now. Who wants to, does one of you gentlemen want to take the lead on this? Both you guys were there live and in the flesh. What do you want to do first? I was going to say, do you want to start with the highest one with the Grand Prix? Let's do the highest. You you, you never bury the lead, they say in in news. So let's go with. Uh, On the women's side for the Grand Prix, I believe we all had, correct me if I'm wrong, Sam taking first and Gabby taking second. Is that right? That's it. That's what that's what I remember anyway. So so from from what I remember from our discussions and our picks, we were correct with Sam got first and Gabby got second. Gabby went into first place on her opening deadlift. She ended up missing her second and third deadlift and then Sam put what she needed on the bar for her third deadlift to pull for the win. So we ended up getting that right. It was the three through five that we all had a little bit different and it played out where Claire got third, Jamie got fourth and Brittany got fifth. Now, so, you, did, so you were back there, right, Arian? Yep. Okay, so did you see Gabby's second and third deadlifts by any chance? No, because they didn't have a screen for us in the warm-up room. So, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't find the video anywhere. I just saw the one she made. So did, do you know what happened? Did it slip out of her hand? or? I, I, didn't, I don't know what happened okay. now. Yeah, so it was interesting. So Gabby jumped up to – she used to open with 210 on her deadlift, first deadlift, takes the lead. Uh, Sam opens at 205. Then Gabby goes to 220, misses – Sam takes 215 on her second, and she's still in second place, Sam. Um, and then Gabby misses 220 on her third, and Sam actually goes 222 and a half, even though she needed less, but she took that number just so she could pull last. So if Gabby made it, then she could jump up to like 230 or whatever. And I'm assuming Matt Gary was back there with her. So I'm assuming that's why, you know, using his brain and everything, they, you know, came up with that plan, which was good. But from the video I saw, it looked like 222 and a half was pretty much the limit for Sam on that last deadlift. So that was, you know, end up being the perfect call, the perfect right number. Luckily, that's the one she needed to win. So yeah, it's cemented that there, which was cool. Yeah, I tell you what, if you're you're in a firefight, you don't want to be and it's close like this. And it was close. Um you don't want Matt Gary being the other handler. I mean, unless you're you guys, a lot, most people are going to be out of their leagues. Uh, Matt's definitely not going to, well, everybody makes mistakes. I shouldn't, but very rarely he's going to make a mistake. And, and he's really good with Sam. Sam going nine for nine and doing exactly what she needs. Five fifteen. Is that what we thought what Sam would be roughly? We were expecting around that range. Is that not right? I think it was a little bit down from what she did at the Virginia pro, I believe, right? She was five twenty. Yeah, because we're, we're looking more from the dots perspective, and we didn't know what she was going to weigh in at. So she ended up totaling um, 5.15, a little bit less, but her body weight was also 66. So we weren't sure if she was going to be 64, 65. So that changed right. the dots a little bit from what we were expecting. 
that's why it came down to the last lift. Whereas when we were doing the preview, we were all like, oh, Sam's going to take this um, without a problem because I'm trying to look up what she's done before as far as her previous meets. Oh, because they they were all in um, IPF points on the USAPL website. <laughs> here's, here's the thing. I mean, we, we had said leading into this in the preview show. Sorry, sorry real quick, Ryan. Yeah. She had done she had done 557 in 2020 and she did 551 at the Virginia Pro. So it was 14 points down for the Virginia Pro because her body was higher and her total was a little bit less. There it is. And, and we had said leading into this, Sam obviously won Virginia Pro. We were picking her to win this, but we said she, this, got, sec- she got second Virginia Pro. Did she? Oh, who, who beat she, her in? Natalie Richards. Ah, so okay. Look at me trying to rewrite history. Um, <laughs> no, you're right. Because then, yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. But uh, we had said this is going to serve a bit of a, as a, of a preview to what's to come possibly at nationals in this new weight class. And yeah. we said there's, there's some young up and comers contenders on the, on her heels. And this is close. I mean, Gabby had 10 kilo, obviously from 210 to 220. And if Sam was at the limit, ended off with two with 515 and Gabby ended off with 510 did could Gabby have maybe hit and, and like you I only seen what she had posted her successful lifts could Gabby have hit maybe only a 10 kilo jump on her dead instead of a uh a, a, or sorry a five kilo jump on her dead instead of a 10 Th- that's we're getting close we're getting closer and closer now Sam would have won on body weight but we are getting neck and neck now um Sam pulled it out and Sam won, but this is going to be some battles in the U.S. Raw Nationals, which makes it, if you're a powerlifting fan, all that more exciting. Yeah, the the Pro Series points gets interesting, too, because like Bill said, Natalie Richards won the Virginia Pro, so she got 50 points and Sam got 45. But now Sam came and won this, so now Sam's 45 points turns to 50. So now they're both having 50 points going into Nationals, battling it out for the second part of the equation to try and get 50 points at Nationals as well and be top person going into the Pro Series final, potentially. Hmm. It's going to be interesting. How about... um... Claire Zay, I thought she she might end it off end off with a little more. Ended up missing her third, all of her third attempts. Um, so because I think she had hit five oh seven and a half previously, and we thought she might also end up adding another seven and a half kilo range in there um, and be pushing in terms of total around the five fifteen mark. If she did, it would have been super close. I mean, how competitive are these ladies? All clustered real close in in that five hundred kilo range. Uh, Jamie Fisher going nine for nine and hitting a 415. Um, her body weight still below the 52 kilo. If you want to try to compare that internationally and she's competitive, you know, there's some 52 kilo killers out there in Europe, but she's got that five fifty or 415 is a really strong total. And she's got a nine for nine day. And um, she had posted and called out King of the Lifts. And um, I don't, I don't remember what we said, but apparently we were a little too stern. Well, guess what? This is the, this is the comeback that athletes get. If you don't like what we say on the, on the preview show, you show up and show out. You're going to like what we say on the recap because hats off to you. You went nine that, for nine. Did you that, that? That's like the, the redemption. Like she waited, they didn't say anything. Wait until they got the nine for nine, got the PR total, got the placing. <laughs> and then, and then her and her coach come up to me and say, Aaron, you're the only one who believed in us. Bill picked, uh, Bill picked Caitlin Barry, Ryan didn't believe in us, blah, blah. And she's been, she went nine for nine. She got fourth place. So it did better than I thought. Cause I thought fifth place. 
And she's been hitting, she said with her coach, she's been hitting a PR every single meet she's been doing, whether it's oh, been wow. Nationals, Arnold's, everything like that. She just keeps hitting a PR every meet. It's been like one of the longer streaks that she's been able to see from these top lifters. So she did really good. As far as Claire, yeah, I looked up her numbers. The difference also is the body weight. So she did the 500 yeah. at Nationals and the 507.5 at a local meet at 68.28 and 68.5. And then she dropped about a kilo down to 67. Two four, and she hit the five oh five. So even though her total went down, you know, two and a half kilos, she also lost a, a kilo body weight to get ready, I guess, for that sixty-seven and a half kilo weight class for nationals. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, that's fair enough. Well, we'll, we'll see where she ends up. I mean, uh, yeah, and missing her thirds. If she hits her thirds, everything could change. Uh, so maybe she gets used to cutting like that. And it, um, it looks like it was a PR deadlift as well. Uh, two and a half kilos over her last meet and then she jumped out seven and a half which potentially could have been again for the points to try and bump up the second place more like now what about Brittany Suplicki I was a little bit surprised there because she's she's done more at 57 and um, I thought I had hypothesized moving into this because I know 57 or was a tough cut for her she got super super drained to make 57 um she's like five feet tall i believe i think so she said on the podcast but she is super jacked you know she's built the power lift and um so i thought maybe a 60 kilo weight class would be just right in the middle perfect for Brittany. and i was hypothesizing that her her you know total was going to shoot up but 460 did anybody by chance did you pop bump into her have any talks with her area was there any issues at all going on i mean look at if 460 is good 460 is solid i mean that's that's still a, a really good number but i think because we she had already done that previously i thought she was just going to progress period and then also moving up half a weight class let's say i thought i, was, I thought maybe you know five ten kilo on there not, I didn't really get a chance to talk to her, you know, briefly, like, you know, looked over her and kind of said, hey, while she was competing, I didn't want to bother her. I talked to her coach, Carly, some like throughout the week and stuff, just about different things. Um, they didn't really bring anything up. So it is interesting to me that she went from nationals, like, you know, six for nine, having the the craziness that was the squat and hitting 462 and a half to come at this meet and go perfect nine for nine, um, probably not have to cut weight and do 460. So I'm not sure if there was something there with training, maybe her uh, something's bothering her or something like that. Um, it looks like the squat was a PR, the bench matched the PR, and it was just the deadlift that was down five, uh, seven and a half kilos. You know, yeah, who knows, man? I mean, it, things happen. And that's the thing with powerlifting. Like in most sports, you got, 14 to 80 games, depending on your sport, powerlifting, you got two to three, right? So if you have like, that's still a good day. It's just not an amazing day that Brittany's probably capable of. Um, so she's like, yeah, I had a good day. Fuck, I would have liked amazing, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I'm not sure if there's anything in there as well. Um, with any, with any of these lifters, it's kind of like some people may be lost. Like where do they go after nationals? People were maybe really motivated going into nationals. It was like going to be big battles. They were trying to go to worlds and stuff like that. And it's like, now there's no worlds. Do you sign up for powerlifting America? Do you sign up for the Arnold? She was already signed up for the Arnold. Some people dropped out of the Arnold to go to powerlifting American nationals. Some people stay at the Arnold. So maybe some people are just like are unsure what they want to do. The Arnold's not as important. It's more for fun. Uh, and so maybe she's trying to figure out what she wants to do as far as federation weight class, that kind of stuff. 
The interesting thing with that weight class, though, with some of the other lifters that we'll talk about later, is there's some other lifters coming up with some totals right up to her. So that will be motivation going into nationals if she wants to stick around. Let's do the um, the top five men. Then, then we'll look at the the rest of those, like you said, but that's a good little segue. Let's take a look at the fi- top five men. Fellas, anybody surprised at all with Ashton Rouska? No, I mean, as far as this one, I think it was just first place. We all picked Ashton to win, and Ashton won. Uh, I think he's, he, he he messing with us, man. Like, he took an easy squat. Even though it's 370 kilos, it was an easy squat. Then he already had the win secured on his second deadlift, so he's like, ah, I just won't take a third deadlift. He just passed on his third and got the 955 kilo total again. So <laughs> he, he, just, he just left us hanging there. But from there on is where we all were different as far as Angelo and Deuce and, and all these other guys. And so it turned out where Deuce, who hadn't been posting any training until he popped up like one video, one squad, I think, leading up, um, yeah. com- comes out here, puts up a monster total and gets second place. Angelo put what he needed, 350 kilos on his third deadlift to pull for second place, um, got it off the ground. I think he just couldn't get it past his knees. And then Justin Rogers bounced back meet. Now that he's able to train, put up a monster PR total, got fourth. And then Edward Taylor rounds it out at fifth. Yeah, I was, uh, well, first off, Deuce looked absolutely jacked and monstrous. I remember leading into this saying how for an 82.5, Deuce, you know, historically never had to cut, came in light usually, but he was, he was always, you know, previously he's an 83, but he was always light and he's always in that weight class and he was never cutting. He's absolutely jacked guy, short guy, super jacked. He meets Russell or he, and he might be thicker than Russ. No joke. Um, if not, like he's definitely on par. The guy is jacked coming into this. Uh, so uh, we were thinking maybe just a stitch lighter than Angelo. And those little things can, can work out in your favor when it comes down to points. We were talking about it in the preview show, how that would have been a factor if they're using points um, in previous showdowns and comes in heavier. And uh, by the scouting I'm here and he came in and he was all types of fired up, whatever he was doing, he wasn't posting a lot, Definitely smash some weights because the guy came in thick. The guy came in strong. 817.5 kilo total. Um, that's a monster total. That's that's pretty big. Uh, you know, I'll be honest. Like, that's bigger than what Angelo had ever done previously. I know I picked Angelo to beat Deuce. I, I was saying it's going to be tight. Though everyone knew it was going to be tight. These gentlemen were super tight last time. But 817.5 my goodness if he could work off of that and break into the 820s and push further um holy smokes you know deuce deuce really this is a, a pretty good this is a really good performance by him scrap yeah, i mean he left squat. 12 left 12 kilos on the table with a seven and a half missed squat and a five kilo missed deadlift so that's your 830 right there that's yeah the magic, he, that's the magic number in that class if he hits those or let's say you're right I mean, I'm 830. You could win this fucking thing. I, I mean, even with Russ, like I think Russ can do more than that, but yeah, yeah. Um, on a bad day, like Russ, right, but a couple of couple years human. ago, that was the, for sure. It, unbelievable. Even, when Brett hit that, it's like 10 times body weight. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. No, excellent point. But what I'm saying is too, um, even today, like we know as sports fans, not every day is, is like everyone going to PR at some point, Russ might be eight thirty something as well again. And, and it's just the day, right. That happens to Taylor. That happens to name your, your big, like we've seen it happen to Anatoly. Um, so it, it depends on if someone's really close to you, you're in trouble. If you're Taylor, he can have an off day previously and it, it wouldn't never have mattered. 
it's starting to get, if Deuce gets in that range, I know um, Delaney Wallace is already in that range. He's gone. He's in PA. But if, if Deuce can get there, ooh, okay. Noriega, obviously, also in the same Noriega's class already too, there, so, yeah. yeah. So so now we're talking, like, I, Russ is still the favorite, okay? Of course, but, yeah. yeah. But – it's, 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 you know, he's, he's got to be a hundred percent. He's not going in there and just winning it easy peasy lemon squeezy. Um, it, it but, was, uh, I was just going to throw some things in as far as deuce that like, I guess could set up national as well. It's interesting. I see him I'm like, Hey, what's going on, man. He, he like tells me how, like how he wasn't even sure if he was going to be there to compete um, because he's dealing with some stuff, um, some surgery and everything like that. And he gets pushed into the grand prix and he doesn't even really know what's going on. He's like, okay, I'm competing in the grand prix. Uh, he comes with like without a coach or anyone, oh so he God. just he just can't, comes by himself. I mean, so. He had one of the best coaches in the world there with him. His dad was in the crowd, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this lifter uh, Tiffany Lung from California who had competed, um, she's like, sure, I'll help you out. So she's going to handle him, and she's writing down his warm ups and attempts and stuff like that, um, and just like helping him on the spot. He was going to do it by himself. Um, so that was like that was like one thing first. Then second thing. Um, it was a little bit of a, a hectic back there. It was end up being three warm-up racks, and in their flight was 11 lifters. And 11 lifters were a mix of weight classes, raw and equipped and everything like that. So I was trying to get all the 82 and a half guys to warm up together because I was handling Edward Taylor, and then Angel was there, and then uh, Tiff was handling uh, Deuce. But Angel wanted to warm up on the other platform with Ashton and these other guys, which is interesting because Ashton's doing these monster weights. So the, the way we split up turned out weird were for squats, we had like – I had five people warming up on my platform and I was loading for Edward Taylor and for Deuce. And on the other platform uh, was like one equipped lifter. And so like we're trying to rush to our warm-ups. I'm telling Edward and Deuce like, yo, I don't think you're going to get your last warm-up in. Like, like we don't have time. We're about to start. And so Deuce is like, whatever, I'll just do them back to back. So he did like 225 kilos and then like whatever it was, 245 or 250 kilos, like one minute or two minute break back to back so he can be ready for his opener. So that could have potentially messed up his squat. After that, like things kind of uh, fell better as far as bench and Delif. Like bench, I moved Edward Taylor over to the other platform, and Delif, everyone kind of just jumped around. One red here, two reds here, three reds yeah. there, and kind of rotate. So it got better. So that was the other part. Then the final part was, as far as his goal, he just wanted an eighteen hundred pound total. He didn't care about the the pro series. He didn't care about the the money, whatever like that. <laughs> Who is he's this like. Guy? He's like, I just want an 1800 pound total. So a TIFF calculated what he needed and said, Hey, you need 312 and a half uh, deadlift. So he's like, Let's just go to that on the second attempt. So he jumped from 290 <laughs> to 312 and a half to secure the 1800 pound total. And then he just, once that was difficult, he put on a 317.5. So he wasn't even worried about that stuff. But if he fixes these things up now, like now he's going to be more set on training. Um, Nationals is going to be in Vegas, so it's going to be right there for him, less traveling. He gets the one to, you know, handle him and get the spot warm-ups and timing down for him, everything like that. Who knows? He could be doing 825, 830. We'll see. Who is this guy, first off? Who, who, who operates like this? And what's the significance of that? Just a round number, just, you know what I mean? Where it's like, doesn't matter, just load that up. Meanwhile, like, you know, you know, Angel's like, I got to beat this guy. I got to move in. Everybody kind of is like, you're looking at the scoreboard and you're like breaking up the calculator. And he's like, I couldn't care less. It, 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 wherever <laughs> this leaves me, this leaves me back to back warmups. Wow, man. What an interesting dude. Hey, yeah. Cause I was trying to tell him, I was like, yo, if you jump 22 and a half kilos and you miss 312 on your second and third, 
then you're not going to get the 1800 pound total and you may drop in the placing because he was at second at that point you may drop to third or fourth or like that he's like i don't care just <laughs> i want 1800 he's this guy is so unaware he's like he probably didn't even know the uscpl is not even with the ipf anymore. <laughs> he couldn't give a shit less he's like i don't know whatever i'm just here to shift some weights um so anyways yeah excellent battle angelo missed the big last dead um usually it's there for him wasn't there for him today every now and then that thing's good that's gonna happen man um and he had actually made a post saying he would like to build his subtotal so he doesn't have to rely on that big weapon you know where it comes down to like late 700s to 800 to start pulling for you know certain placings he's like i i you know that's the goal his squat's absolutely monstrous he's, he's on a 300 kilo squat now he's an a two and a half kilo lifter i mean it's the weights are moving. He didn't have the day he wanted, but he didn't exactly have a terrible day either. Justin Rogers, like you had said, able to really train. Um, I told you guys leading in that Justin had said, man, like, pff, I was not, you know, I haven't been training whatnot for a little while there. I'm starting to get back now, starting to get my stride. He kept his cards to his close to his chest. so wasn't showing too much of his lifts, but he is a crazy big squatter and, uh, and nailed a big one here and uh, finished off in fourth. Ed Taylor, what happened here, man? Because at one point, he's a 790 total um, lifter. His squat is down. You know, we're getting close to 20 kilos since he's what he's previously done. Like, he's just not, you know, his his total has really fallen from a 790 a couple of years ago. And at his age, I'm not expecting him to do 790. I'm expecting into the 800s by now. I thought Ed would be into the 800s. Now, I know he was handicapped. Uh, with a bad handler that day. So was it a handling issue? <laughs> Can we just safely say with him, without you handling him, he's a 790 lifter. <laughs> but honestly, do you know the story there? Because um, I mean, he, he actually, I mean, he didn't miss a lot of lifts. He only missed one lift that if anyone was lifting, but or listening, but it's, it's quite a bit below. Did he tell you what's going on? Is he dealing with injury or? Yeah, I don't know all the details. He told me going into Raw Nationals, one of the things was he's in the military, he's in the Army. And wow. so they like last minute mandated that he has to get a COVID vaccine like before he leaves or something like that. So he literally got the vaccine and like went to Nationals and I guess like, you know, just did really poorly there because people know they some people react badly to it um, for a few days or whatever. But he okay. said, yeah, he's been dealing with some stuff with like um, his uh, hip and his back, I think like sciatica and stuff like that. Like even at the meet, um, when we were warming up for deadlift, he was saying like it was bothering him and stuff like that. And he was trying to like massage it out and stuff like that. And I tried to play it more conservative on the jump from the first to second. So I, I took a less than what he had planned. And then I wanted him to go less from the second and third because it was looking slow. And he's like, no, no, like, you know, the pain is fine and I can grind it out. And he showed me a video of him doing, you know, 650, which is about 295 kilos in the gym. <laughs> And I was like, well, if you, if you want to do the 650, I mean, at this point, you know, the meet's basically over. We'll put it on there. So he ended up doing it. So, yeah, his numbers are down. He's just dealing, I guess, with different things with um, work, being in the military. Uh, he's looking to move out of it. He's like in the middle of nowhere, El Paso, Texas, and just dealing with some issues with his back and sciatica and stuff like that. He's a young dude. I mean, he could bounce back, obviously. And if he bounces back, he is capable of 800 kilo style total he's another guy who, who could be right in the mix i mean he was 790 like two years ago so in terms of rate of progress you would assume he'd be there by now if once if he could straighten all of a sudden he's still in his like mid-20s so he could definitely enter into the elite level 
Um, so yeah, I mean, keep an eye out for him. Eh? He'll make some changes. He'll be right up in the mix. Do you guys want to take a look at the bigger picture now? What some of these other people have done that were in the mix. Do you want to jump back into the ladies to do this? Sure. Let's do it. So what I did for, I guess, people that are listening, um, is, and if you go on our discord server, you can see a link is I took all the meets cause there's different events. So there's the Grand Prix, which you were discussing. There was also the Pro Raw, which is the like, second level of professional event. And then there's the Raw Challenge, which is the amateur event. So there's no money in there. And I combined them all and said, okay, you know, if it was everyone competing, all the Raw female open and all the Raw male open competing in one event, all by dots, how would it have ended up? Because it was interesting that some people even the amateur event, the Raw Challenge, were placing high, higher than some of these uh, professional events. So you want to take a look and see what stands out, Ryan? Yeah. Well, obviously, hats off to Celine the Machine, Celine Crumb. Um, she would have came in third based off dots. She did get her pro card, so now she will be in the pro events. Um, had a really good day. So she weighed in just a stitch over 63 kilo and ended up with a 492.5 uh, total and a 528.37 dots. Um, Maya Wright had a good day as well uh, with finishing with a 446 kilo total and she weighed in at a 55.26 kilo so she would be underneath 57 kilo if you're trying to judge via international and she's a junior still is that not am i right i'm not I think sure she i can is. look it up i think she is still a junior uh, but uh so celine crumb Celine the Machine would have came in third. Maya Wright overall with all the these different contests mixed together would have came in fifth. So your top five would have been Samantha Calhoun, Gabby Martinez, Celine the Machine, Claire Zay, and Maya Wright. So it looks like we have some people who are going to break through in 2022 and start winning these pro cards and moving up. Looks like uh, last year was her last year's junior. She did uh, junior nationals. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, for, for Celine Crum as well, she was battling it out with Maya right back and forth. The benefit for Celine was she was in the second flight and Maya was in the first flight. So she got to see what Maya did. And uh, Carly was coaching Maya and just pushed as much as he could as far as the total and the dots. And then for Celine, they had to figure out what they wanted. And I think it was Bill who figured out for them and they needed 205. So I thought, you know, maybe they go 185 and then like, you know, 197 and 205 or something like that. And she's like, now nah, let's just go straight to 205. She's like, she's like, I want to, uh, cause she wanted to do more. Um, so they took a 20 kilo jump and uh, me and Carly are watching it. Like, Hey, this is it right here. You know, if she misses 205 in her second, it's going to be hard to come back on a raw lift and get it on her third. And she gets it with a little bit more in the tank. Like, Oh, that's it. Celine gets the pro card. Yeah, yeah she was like, so what do I need to win? And I was like, oh, let's see, blah, 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 whatever. Like 205. I was like, what's your plan second? She's like, I'm going to go 185 and go 200. And I was like, okay, so, you know, if it was me, I'd go like, you know, 185, 195, 205 and call it a day, right? Walk away, you're, you're, get your pro card. She's like, I'll just go for it. Like, this is before her opener. She's like, I'll just go for it on my second and then go for something bigger on my third. I was like, okay. She, she looks at you, she goes, that's because you're a pussy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not the machine. Yeah, that's because you're not the goddamn machine. Where's Wild Bill? That's right. Yeah, she goes, I thought you were Wild Bill. You're all team Bill back here handling. Um, yeah. But the interesting thing is, so I think because she won her pro card, she actually scores pro points for the meet. So she'll get third place pro points. I believe that's how that works. So again, we talked about, you know, 
what you weigh in at as far as your weight class. So, you know, she ended up losing to Claire Za by 12 and a half kilos in the same weight class, but beats her by six dot points because she weighed in, you know, four kilos lighter than her. So mm-hmm. it's just interesting now once we get to like the nationals, you know, for the placing, you know, you might have, you know, some of these women in this class are going to be, you know, 515, 520, whatever, but just depends on what you weigh in at again you know, for the points, because that's the overall standing is going to be by points. So there's also that strategic part about that, too. So and of course, she's coming up from 57. So no one expected her really to be a full, you know, 67 and a half already, because her plan was going to go to 63 um, for IPF stuff until that got canceled on her for juniors last year. And then she's now, you know, past the 60 kilo mark. She doesn't really want to go back down to that. Um. That's another thing that in terms of strategy that Sam Calhoun does have, and you got to pay attention at the word if she judges, all right, adding kilos on the total is getting tough. You know, she's been floating around that same total for a couple of years now, I, I believe if we could pull this up. Um, let's take a look here. Yeah. She's been anywhere between yeah, 500 and 520 for the last couple of years. Right. So if she's it's, it, one thing that she can have, if it's, it's pro and it's on points, she can hit that at 63 kilo range. We know this. So she could cut a couple kilo off there and increase her dots without having to worry about strength. She'll try to, she'll make adjustments to make moves on strength for sure. But a, a real quick fix right now to jump up your dots, which you know it's right there for you is drop a little bit of body weight, drop two kilo body weight, two, three kilo, whatever the heck you're comfortable with. And then all of a sudden your dots jump back up like 15 points right there, let alone if you do some adjustments and your total does start jacking up again. You know, I say again, like moving into PR territory, Um, you know, so she has, you know, we said earlier how the young guns are starting to catch up a little bit here. You know, it's going to be interesting come nationals. She's got options. You know, this is this isn't Sam's final form to use. I don't know if that's anime. I'm not an anime guy, but <laughs> anyways, we'll but, see what happens. But but even I mean, for some of these athletes, they can go up and down a little bit depending on the event. So kind of like I was thinking, like you know, Stepe versus Cormier, like they fought a couple of times, and Stepe would come in at different body weights depending on what kind of style he wanted to. Like here, going into nationals, you could actually try maybe bulk up a little bit or be heavier to try and total more and win the weight class and win a national title. Then from June un- or, and then from June until March, the next Arnold, you could then bring your body weight down a little bit for the Arnold pro series finals. That's only on dots to maybe bump up your dots a little bit more. And you have plenty of time to do mm. it. So some of these people could adjust a little bit up and down, especially because yeah, looking at the top four here and the all, all events combined, they're all 67 and a half kilo lifters, but none of them are, completely at the top the closest one is claire at 67.2 and then you got two of them at 66 so maybe they go down to like 65 for the arnold and maybe celine goes up to like 64 65 for nationals and kind of like bounce around based on the event um, so remember too with claire and gabby they're also coming down to 67 and a half so they were both 72s down to 69s down to 67s whereas you have sam and celine who are bumping up so it's much obviously easier for them to fluctuate a little more that's true. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how everything levels off. It's interesting that they're they were there one through four with all that same weight class. Um, we'll see, I guess, maybe more long term if that just happens to be a weight class where dots are really high, kind of like for the IPF points, the 84 kilo class gives you a lot of points. And then uh, what I was mentioning earlier is that 
10, 11, or sorry, 7, 8, 9, and 10 is all 60 kilo lifters. Britt, uh, Christiane Hazard, Caitlin Barry, and Charlie Leonard, and all are within seven and a half kilos of each other. It, it's so, I, it's early, so it's tough to say. One thing I'll say though, like the, especially the women's division, a lot of lifters, like the top end, like the national champions and world champions come from us. A lot of them are now in, in uh, powerlifting America. So I'm not sure if, um, if it's like the dots that favors those middle classes or the middle classes didn't get as, as, uh, taken from because Brittany and Sam are national champions stuck and they're both in that mix. However, Below them, the national champions left. Uh, Heather Connor, Andy Rally. Above them, the national champions left. Um, so it might be that, or it, we got some variables. Is all I'm trying to say. We'll have to see how it shakes up. You're right. Like most formulas, we all know, do favor some weight classes. I'm just not sure yet which one dots favors, but we'll see soon. Uh, I'm hoping you're right, so that it's not like the 67 and a half kilo class top person wins the you know, the, the Arnold pro series final every year, you right. would want it to be mixed up. Uh, it, it, I honestly believe it's too early to say um, just because of yeah what I said, if you take a look at who left all around them and just in those classes, they stuck. Um, I haven't run the numbers, but I think, you know, obviously Jasmine Penn at 76 um, is going to be a, a contender and Danny Mello, wherever she ends up, competing at whatever weight class she competes at when she comes back i think obviously will be a contender too um for that final possibly um next year so those are the two big names at least in the the heavier classes over the 67 and a half right that I just just popped off the top of my head but again i have no idea i haven't run the numbers on their dots so i have no idea where how close they'll even be so it looks it looks like jasmine did 534 at national so that would be definitely up there okay yeah we'll see we'll have to see how it shakes up and who knows where Mello's at um it's been a minute so where she decides to compete in terms of what weight class in terms of you know we'll see what kind of number she's putting up so um yeah we'll see when she starts competing again yeah and interesting too Aaron, like we talked about real quick so Maya Wright who got last place of all those 60 kilo lifters ends up finishing highest because she weighed in at 55 well, should be it was a fifty-six kilo weight class. Oh, is or, there sorry, one? I, I forget the weight classes. Uh, I, I thought it was fifty-two than sixty. Is there a fifty-six? Fifty-two is IPF. I think it's fifty-six. I think. Oh, okay. It's... So I'm wrong. Sorry, I have no. I idea. don't blame you, dog. These are these are still. <laughs> I know uh, they're old, new weight classes, right? My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I burned up, burned them out of my memory, and I got to pull them back. <laughs> I but yeah, it's yeah, it's it's um. Looks like I'm trying to pull up the women's raw American records to see. And yeah, there's a 52, 56, and a 60. Okay. 52. So there is a 52. Gotcha. Perfect. So I remember my, 52 just because that was the only one that didn't change from the old weight class <laughs> to the new. It so, didn't stay exactly the same. So just from the Arnold, Maya Wright in the 56 broke the American record squat. Caitlin Berry broke the bench. And Mariah Bolden, Bolden broke the deadlift, and then Maya Wright has the total. Uh, so, real quick, my favorite one of all. We talked about it before, but Angelo, I guess the the eighty two and a half kilo squat record was like two seventy. So Angelo opened with two seventy point five on the squat, and obviously got smashed by everyone else in that whole meet. Whatever, but I just thought it was pretty funny that that ended up happening that way. 
Nice. I, I saw I saw he opened up with the chip, even though it was gonna get broken out. That's amazing. <laughs> That's such a troll move, and I love it. Um, <laughs> just to be like, yeah, I held the fucking guy to take that chip for a half a second. Um, and, and now because of all the new weight classes and shifting of the records, Deuce has the squat bench and the total. So now Russ is gonna have to show up at nationals and take back his records. <laughs> Nice. Russ has got to take it from him. <laughs> yeah, this is true. Um, at least on the books, he's ahead of Russ in the 82.5. Right? We don't know how that half a kilo cut's going to affect Russ. So there's a storyline there. Is that right, gentlemen? Not really. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no. Fuck you, I really. don't think so, but yeah, <laughs> let's go with it. And Caitlin um, Barry is only a teenager, by the way. Uh, hitting that 455 kilo total. So uh, interesting thing with her, her, her second deadlift was fairly easy, 185. She goes out for 190, and I have no idea what was going on, but she's just like taking her time and tugging on the bar and getting ready and everything and just times out. And she's like, what happened? And like, meanwhile, I don't know if it, I don't know who it was. It wasn't, I know Sean Noriega is her coach, but it was someone else that was with her boyfriend, friend, wh- whatever it was, was like, Paul, you got a Paul, you yeah, got a Paul. Yeah, and screaming yeah. at her. And she's yeah. just like, do 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 do. And just times <laughs> out. She's like, what? I touched the bar. So, uh, um, so potentially there was five more kilos there, which would end up tying her on total with, um, Brit Suplicki. So, um, but yeah, the, the other stuff was just more technical stuff with her lifts. Um, you know, she has the super high arch. So, you know, Noriega style. So anytime you get a funky handoff or whatever, if it's not perfect, it's not going to go your way kind of thing, which kind of happened on her, um, her first bench. And then um, she got called on depth on her second squat, which was pretty close. And they just repeated it. I, you know, I actually was like, well, why aren't you going up, dude? That was pretty easy, but he was actually playing it safe. So, um, but yeah, she had a good day. I mean, 455 at you know 59 kilos is damn good. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like mm-hmm. it was like a 34 kilo PR. <laughs> yeah. uh, on bench, I didn't see it because, again, they didn't have any videos for us in the back. But what I'd heard is like, yeah, she got like a crappy liftoff where like they dropped it under an opener. And so then they protested and got a relift. So then she goes out for the relift. And I didn't see what happened if it was a bad liftoff again, whatever, like that didn't get it. So now she's going out for her second attempt at the same weight. And they were telling the jury that the that the liftoff guy is bad. And then they were telling the technical controller in the back what the issue was because they were asking. So the technical controller was like, oh, let me go talk to the jury before you go up for your second. So they go and talk to the jury before Caitlin's coming out for the second, explaining it. And they basically told the technical controller, oh, no, you can't come. The coach has to come to us and protest and get another liftoff guy out there. And Sean's like asking me, he's like, is that a thing? And I was like, no, because usually the liftoff person has to lift off for everyone. You can't just switch out for one person. But I was like, whatever. I was like, Sean, you might as well just go if you want to switch it. So they then Sean goes to the jury and, and tells them. And I think they switched out to someone else. And she came and got that second attempt and then got the third attempt. Uh, and then, yeah, I saw the deadlift out because my lifter was next. And I was just yeah wondering. She was just staying there and she timed out. So even with those issues of the depth, the bad liftoff and timing out, 34 kilo uh, PR and right there behind the other ladies. Dude, she doubled 186 kilo in training for this. So 190, it's a shame she timed out because if you're doubling 186, and I know she didn't like max out probably before the double and whatever, but still like she's capable, but God, she's 19. 
you know, she's got like time is something she's got plenty of, you know, to hit her goals. This is only the beginning for, for Caitlin Berry. I'm sure uh, you guys want to move along to the men's. Uh, one more. I just want to say sure. Autumn Green, um, 75 kilo lifter, still learning. Um, ended up totaling 510 and a half. She got second place in the pro event, not the pro finals, but not the Grand Prix, but the pro event behind Caitlin Barry. And she ended up uh, missing her second and third deadlift, pulling for the win in that that event. So um, so she was darn close to that 509, 510 uh wilkes also so she's another one to look out for for sure and um american record squad as well 205.5 yeah. and then um i'm gonna butcher her first name but kenya kenya webb is that how you say it do you know i'm not sure um anyway so yeah she's a 90 kilo lifter and she pulled 245 badass man nice 245 deadlift 90 kilos was badass and she is 540 pounds too, man she is jacked up yeah um, <laughs> Like her, her, um, her uh, profile pic was just like her in her sports bra, just like, you know, six packed up and everything like that. I Holy was like, oh, shit. My man Ryan would have been proud of this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I know who Webb is. Hell yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I know her. I've reposted her before. Yeah. 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 yeah super I'm used to strong. the Instagram names. So the real <laughs> names throw me off. <laughs> but um, I believe she she either trains with Sam Calhoun or maybe it's just friends with her. But uh, pretty sure anyways. Yeah, but yeah, she's super strong, so she's one to look out for. I mean, but again, two forty-five deadlift is like, yeah, nice. Uh, uh, do, we're gonna go over the men now, I guess. The let's go to the man's. Yeah. Um. Well, a break off or, or a breakout. Obviously, Jimmy Valan, seven eighty-five, and he's an eighty-two point five kilo lifter. He actually weighed in only at eighty kilo point seven two, so he's a small eighty-two point five. And he got a 785 total. Uh, that put him in fourth place behind Angelo. It was, if you like 82.5 kilo lifters, you had Deuce, you had Angelo, and then you had Jimmy. And they're relatively tight. I mean, my man Jimmy came within 20 kilo of Angelo. Um, and he's he's a little light. You know, he's a young guy. He's got room to grow and spare. Definitely put himself in a position as someone to look out for. He could throw on another 15 kilo range when you're already close to the 800 that close. That's a small enough percentage to be adding on by the time nationals rolls around, expect Jimmy to be one of those contenders. Yeah. I, I mean, believe he ended up cutting some weight for this one. Cause he totaled right around the same as he has before, but I think he cut some weight to kind of bump those points up, which kind of worked out in his favor since he ended up winning the pro card, man, 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 my man Bill over here in the preview show was hyping up Gage, not talking about J- Jilly Vin- Jimmy Villanueva. And then I picked now Jimmy he, second, bro. I picked him second. And, I hyped up on. Gage. I, I think I hyped him up. If Come I'm on. Fair. And, I think and that then, was me. Boy, and now, now Bill is saying, oh, like he didn't total that much more. He weighed in lighter. He had a 12 and a half kilo total PR. Was it? Okay. Sorry. 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 sorry, sorry. And, and nine months. Okay. Thank while, you. while losing body weight. Wow, sorry, losing so, body weight. Give, give the man some credit. They'll give the gauge, man some credit. Sorry, sorry, they'll, they'll gauge did really well as well. What'd you say? No, I was Bill hyping up Ryan, Lee, Ryan well. Lee was the guy I was hyping up. No, I said um, 12 gauge did very well as well. 12 gauge. Nice. That's an awesome fucking nickname, by the way. But um, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, he had his 755. I think he said on his Instagram, it didn't quite go as he had wanted because I know he missed his last deadlift in terms of gauge, but He's still filling out. He actually, he weighed in at 80 kilo, which is a little shocking. 
because his body weight was quite a bit lower when I had been following him on Instagram in terms of where his body weight was at. I mean, he's not a heck of a lot smaller than Angelo right now. Um, so he definitely gained some size, but um, the strength, if he goes nine for nine and has a good day, he'll end up racking up a decent total and start pushing a little closer to the late seven hundos. Um, yeah, Eric, it, 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 it worked out well for him real quick. I just want to say 45 kilo PR on the total. I can't complain. Right. Yeah. He's going to keep filling up. You know, I mean, the strength, the body weight comes up, then the strength comes up, right? Um, Eric Lapointe, I think we thought he was going to be around 750. Uh, he ended up around 740, which nudged him down a little bit from the pack. Brian Lee, and uh, who weighs under 66 kilo, if you want to do this on the international level, came close, was eyeballing that 700 kilo total. He got 685 which is obviously elite in the 66 kilos, but um, you know, that, that, that round seven hundo on any given day will put you number one and uh, just, just didn't quite make it there. Yeah. So it was interesting. I was talking to his handler, um, you know, going into deadlifts, whatever. And basically he was talking to the guy. I was like, you know, goal number one is make three deadlifts. Cause he was in the first flight or the first session where Jimmy um, Villanueva was in the second session. So basically you got to put up the biggest total you can. So hopefully um, Jimmy can't catch you and you win the pro card kind of thing if you're Brian. So I told the guy, I was like, listen, make sure he makes three deadlifts. That's the most important thing. Get as high total you can for that pro card. I was like, but six pack wants to see a 700 plus total. Oh, you put it on so, me. You, you, go. Said, put so, me. you put it on me. 302 and a half on the second, maybe 312 and a half on the third. Might not be a bad flag. Because yeah. he, he told me in the DMs, the king of lifts, he's like, Bill was back there. And this fucking 700 keeps flying around. We always talk about 700 on the podcast. Like, that's the new, that's the new, that's what 800 was in 83s, like, uh, yep. you know, a couple of years ago. Now it's like, if you're 66, you hit 700, you're elite. You know, you're, you're like fucking world-class for really real. You know, when that's flowing around like there and yeah, you know, whatever you hear that you hear it on the podcast and you say, Oh, there's a dude right there. There's a podcast host right there. And he's telling you, <laughs> I just, just crunching the numbers, just telling you what, what this would give you. It's tough. But I mean, he's a young guy. Is he not? How old is Brian? Yeah. It looks like he's uh 22. He's still a junior right. and he, he hit big PRs on his, his squad and bench. So he's probably thinking like, you know, open up 287.5 and moves well, you know, Bill's telling me to little 302 and they're back there and they're like 15 kilo jump. Like screw it. Let's do it. <laughs> I think I didn't get to see the attempts to see how close it was, but it's still that total would rank them. 10th all time in that weight class as far as IPF lifters. So, you know, 22 years old, he's already up there top 10. Yeah. He's, he's, he's cruising. And at 22, he's still a junior. Um, I mean, 700 for sure is, is within range. We just have to see how the rest of 2022 plays out, but he's definitely at the very least at the Arnold classic, he's gotta be, you gotta be looking his way if you're in his weight class and uh, be paying attention. Cause he can cover some ground, especially when you're a junior. Yeah, Jared Jared Martin also did really well. I was I was thinking he could get into you know top five. Uh, I think on the previous show I said fifth as far as combined across everyone. He ended up getting seventh because Jimmy Villanueva and Brian Lee kind of surprised me, but still really solid total as far as the nine thirty five. And mm. they were they were trying to be. I think they were discussing the coaches trying to be one of the few lifters 
under super heavyweight class that can pull and squat and deadlift 800 pounds. So like Ashton can squat and deadlift 800 pounds, but other people like Dennis Cornelius can't do it. So Jared was basically right there. The deadlift is like 799 or something like that. So he didn't do the 804. Um, but one of the few people out there who has that monster squat and deadlift, if he can get the bench to come up as well, he's going to be a, a beast in that new 125 weight class where he doesn't have to do as hard of a cut down to 120. My man operates in silence. I believe he's really hard to get on Instagram. He's got an Instagram, but he doesn't post much at all there. Probably could not give a shit less. But on the flip side, I have posted and I've put like um, going into U.S. nationals, like I am with when I do those hashtags. And um, he'll respond to me, man, thanks for the support. So he's aware, you know what I mean? And I believe the gym owner or his coach posted. And now I'm like, ah, so I got to, I got to pay attention to you if I want to get Jared's, um, you know, that's that's the squat video I saw. Is that what you're talking about? That's right. That was, I, that's exactly it. So he, he, he's coached by Ed Cohn, but he's buddies with Jeremy Hartman. And they were doing like a seminar together and their buddies and everything like that. And Jeremy handles that some of the meets. And so Jeremy posted that video of him doing like this. I forget if it was a set of three or a set of five, like a monster squat. And previously he was dealing, I guess, with some hip issues. So once I saw his squat, I was like, doesn't look like he has any more hip issues. No. <laughs> I, I picked him for fifth. <laughs> yeah. No, his, uh, I don't, I can't remember if he tag king lifts or he sent it to me, but um, I got it. And uh, it was in my DMs and I got it. And I'm like, oh, fuck. My man's <laughs> is on point. And I posted that squat. And yeah, it looked like he was going to have a good day. And he did. Yeah, so he was on the Pro-American. So we actually pulled after Eric. Um, is, it La- La Point- is it LaPointe? LaPointe? You- I believe it's LaPointe. I think it's just LaPointe. LaPointe. Okay. So yeah, Eric LaPointe pulled to go into the lead in that meet. And then Jared came right back and pulled right after him, 362 and a half to take that and then take the $500 prize, which was cool. So nice. Got ourselves a little deadlift battle. Anything else stand out for you, fellas? The other um, one that stood out to me was down at 17th place. I was, yeah, I was about to say. Waskar Carpio. Um, because I coach Kurt Navarro, who is a 59, now 60. And we were looking at Shahid Bryant and Mike Coons. And Mike Coons looked like he had a bad day, and Shahid didn't show up. I'm not sure what happened. And then I'm looking at this this kid, Waskar, and I'm like, man, he's hitting some monster numbers, and he puts up a 590 kilo total, which is pretty ridiculous. So uh, he definitely stood out to me. <coughs> Go to PA. <coughs> I was about to say, listen, my man, Fedeshenko ain't around no more. With Fedeshenko gone, five ninety. I don't know. As, especially, I don't know. I don't know what his progress is like. But he did two meets in twenty twenty one, five twenty seven and five forty two, and now he's up to five ninety. So who knows where the top end is for him? It's <sighs> nice. He should think about it. He should he should think about his options when when this is the year to do it. Um, it's been number nine. I just feel like I mean he's still in the amateurs, but guy needs to be a pro. Uthdang pros. Come on, <laughs> tell me he doesn't need to be a pro lifter just with the uh, name pros. I was just gonna say too. He's another good up and coming. I guess eighty two and a half kilo lifter because there's, now there's a lot of these guys in that seven fifty plus closing in on eight hundred. So now you got you know you got Jimmy V and you got uh, Uthdang and you got Gage and all these guys coming up. Yeah, I mean certain weight classes have a good cluster of competitiveness 82.5 especially like historically in the u.s anyways has always been pretty stacked 
Um, so we, we got like, well, I mean, 83, 82.5, you know what I mean? So we do got some people emerging, man. And, uh, so is Michael C in this weight class or is he yeah. sticking with 75? So if he's up there and then your boy, Ricky Cho, see what he's doing with that weight class too. Um, yeah, I mean, it definitely makes a really, really deep class, which is really cool, cool to see, especially when you have Delaney, one of the top three guys in that class has gone to PA. So even with that, you know, you have a 10 deep at nationals is going to be really good. Yeah. It's going to be good battles for sure. Any other standouts fellas, or should we move on to um, some highlights elsewhere at the bench? I think that was most of it. I think at 26, Christopher hunt, I think he broke the 90 kilo squat record to 82.5 right below him at 27 is my lifter. Kurt Navarro um, pulled me you out know, 4.5 three times his body weight, something ridiculous like that. Um, But that was uh, pretty much it as far as I can see from the men's side. Um, Christopher Hunt, but but wouldn't Jamar have had that record? Wasn't he a 90? The the records were all um, weird when they they shifted them. It had to have like previously been a record, I think. So they weren't looking at like what someone had hit that wasn't a, a record. I'm not sure. Uh, let me see if I can pull up real quick and well, see. Jamar also competed in the old weight classes in December. Oh, is this before the weight class? Yeah. So, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, like, these first couple of meets are all messed up. Like, I have American records now somehow because hey. no one's ever competed. Hey, congratulations, brother. Yeah, the no greatest of all time. No, 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 no. Excuse you. Excuse Bill, you. Greatest Bill of got, all time in your weight class right now. Bill, <laughs> Bill got second in the Masters of Pro. Probably would have won if my handler was better. What can I say? <laughs> same thing with me and Ed Taylor. If, if we, like you and Ed Taylor can beat this fucking guy. <laughs> if you didn't, if you didn't waste all your energy yelling at the technical controller, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna do a fight. It's pretty good. <laughs> with your knees wrapped. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, you know, whatever. It, it was a good time. I, I it was a good time. So, some, sometimes the meets seem like they're hurling cattle. Like you know, they're just trying to get us off the platform, bring the next person on. And like Bill's like trying to like you know he's in the he's in the suit and he's in wraps he's trying to like get underneath from from the bar and look at the lights and the lights aren't coming off and we're getting shoot off the platform. <laughs> Basically, just yell at the guy. I was like, bro, I have thirty seconds. I know the rules. He's like, I'm trying to get you off the platform now. I go read the rule book. I have thirty seconds. And I turn around and I bow to the crowd and I put my hands up. Yeah. And he was like, that's so disrespectful to me. I was like, it's disrespectful. My kids are watching at home. You're telling me to get off the platform. Yeah, dude, you're the wrong guy to talk about rules. There, there's this, there's this big TC guy who for the IPF too, where he'll actually like, you know, start touching people and like push him on the back. Like, go, go next person. Next person. Like, yo, chill out over here. Like, yeah. me, we're power lifters. Give me a second to walk. Uh. Let's talk about some bench boys. Let's talk about some bench boys. Men's and women's, no surprise, Jennifer Thompson won the professional bench bash uh, for the women's event. 145.5. What is this converting into in in your guys' freedom units? Like 320. Well, there we go. It's pretty good. I mean, it's insane. Her bench just never goes down. (laughs) She's literally well, it's, it's good now because she can gain weight too now, right? So she's bumping up half a weight class. So that's true. That's huge for her too. So yeah, so you're just gonna see her numbers keep going up, which is awesome because you know weighed in sixty five point three instead of her normal sixty three. Um, so that's just a huge advantage for her, and yeah, just gonna keep going up. One fifty by next year, baby. Let's go. She's the fact like she's in her late forties, 
and just smashing weights on the bench press. I mean, it is insane what she, what her, her bench press is absolutely legendary. Still is like, it's still world-class still the, the, the biggest, like, yeah, I know it's new weight class, but I mean, I don't think there's anybody in, in this weight class in the world. I get, we'd have to go up to 69. I'm not sure. I'd have to peruse the 69s to see if somebody I mean, can. Gara's close, right? She's like. Gara three. is close. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one that's even close until you get up to like the, you know, 84s basically. <laughs> but 84, 84 plus. Is it? It'll be interesting to see like how much more can she just like chip on there, especially now not having to cut body weight. And then she might stall out for a little bit. And then how long will it take to drop? Because like. What if she's benching like 140 in her 50s? What, she if she's, what if she's benching like, yeah, 135 or 137 in her 60s? It might be something, something ridiculous. She absolutely will. Hey, I got news for you, bud. What if she's benching 140 in her 60s, bro? That's that, the that, way we're pacing. That's like su- that's like Superman Rick's level. Yeah, it's ridiculous, <laughs> man. Um, yeah, Jen. Yeah, but I mean, obviously with the, with the pro division now and the pro bench going on, like, you know, she won this thing by... 28 point 28 dots points which is insane so literally she can just kind of coast and just kind of keep collecting a couple checks each year at these meets you know i mean obviously i'm sure she's still going to want to do the the full meet and all that kind of stuff but like you know thousand bucks fifteen hundred bucks at a pop isn't nothing to sneeze at so and who collected some silly little bench press for god's sakes and who collected that check in the men's division sir Ah, Jake Amendola. Your boy, Jake Amendola, 265. Um, and he had a nice lead himself. So was 265, was this kind of a plan or? No, it was hit the opener, win, and then just see what's left. I mean, he's got a lot of um, work stuff going on right now. So his training's been kind of hit or miss kind of deal. So basically just, you know, came into the day, hit his opener, went on the opener, and then kind of let everything else fall in place from there and actually the the second attempt was pretty rough and the third attempt was pretty easy so i actually i showed up for the third attempt in the back there so i think just me showing up kind of yeah. gave him a little extra juice because both my guys actually hit their third attempts pretty easy once i showed up him and Derek legrand so yeah I mean, interesting it must have been your inspiration man <laughs> that's right it's like wow bill's here bill's here. it's like <laughs> you're, you're, wow. can well, i say something can i say something all of their thirds looked a little better. Huh? <laughs> so everybody, all, the whole, the whole ocean rose, the tide came in and everyone, well, no, literally rose. everybody else. No, look at this. Every single other male missed their third attempt, except for my two guys. <laughs> you know what it was? You know what it no, was? Everybody Bill's got cheap. intimidated. They were like, they were like, holy <laughs> fuck bills with them. They're like, they're like king of the king of the lips is here. And then all of a sudden they missed. And all of a sudden bills boys are hitting. But um, what's Jake's future plan, sir? Yeah, I mean, work right now, so he's gonna, you know, compete, um, probably at nationals, do some bench, do some three lift, but like, it's taking a little bit of a backseat at the moment mm. um, until I get him fired from his job, and then we'll be all set and we can go can full, you- full, full throttle. Good. Get him living in your garage. <laughs> yeah, you know, being an architect is, you know, he's got to, I guess he has to pass a bunch of different um, level tests or whatever to be an architect. Um, so. Yeah, so he's just got life's getting in the way, which is all right. So get to the gym twice a week and you know bench seven hundred pounds. We'll see. Who knows, dude? How often is that? How often he goes to the gym? How often is he training right now? 
Oh, right now. I mean, right now it's three. He'll do two probably coming forward for a little bit. Holy shit. Um, okay. This is really yeah. impressive considering he's like, he had to pull back that much. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is and yeah, we'll, we'll exactly. get our work in, you know? Yeah. He, he's, he's good. He can, he drinks his beer and eats his steaks. So, you know, he's, he's got all the fuel he needs for bench press. <laughs> key, key nutrients. It was <laughs> like, listen, just quit your job. Win the bench event every year. Get your thousand dollar check and just <laughs> live off of that for the rest of the year. <laughs> then we'll keep it moving. Um, I do have the uh, some Italian national highlights. Um, if you guys don't mind, is there anything else from the bench that you got or from the Arnold period that maybe you guys want to talk about or any kind of like events you saw, etc.? Um, oh, I was just going to mention the other other names in the bench. Uh, second place behind Jen was Maytal Oscar, who did one thirty two point five kilos. So, anytime I see you know some lady getting close to three hundred pound bench press or above, it's pretty pretty good because like you know we say we get used to seeing Jen Thompson do it, but it's not like everyone else is doing it. So one thirty two point five kilo, um, really solid bench, and then Alexis Jones. Um, did 157.5 for third place. Uh, she missed the 162. I think she told me she wasn't sure or who Maytow was and really wasn't looking at her. And so she didn't realize um, that she was going to be up there in the placing. For the men's side, Antonino uh, Fazio, who I don't know, did 217.5 for second. And then Jason Mike, who competed twice that weekend, did 255 for third. He could have gone up less for second place, and he said, screw it, I'm just going 272.5, 600-pound deadlift bench, and he wasn't able to get it. I did the same thing, bro. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> yeah, I went for a 272 and a half on my third attempt. Oh, what? <laughs> no shit. Yeah, boy. He, we switched the shirt and everything like that. <laughs> and then in the amateur bench, uh, Chrissy Paracci won the women's side, so she got the pro card, and then Bill's boy, Matthew Cronin, won the men's side and got the pro card. Bro, we Dude. swept the bench events, bro. Swept them. Dude, Get the I, left. I love Contact that gold, him. gold, gold, champ, champ. Uh, yeah, you guys, you guys are champ, the bench. Champ. You guys champ, are champ. the bench kings. Um, I love that Chrissy did well, man. She's coming off of knee surgery again. The poor kid has been back to back knee surgeries. But I remember after the first knee uh, surgery, this is from like within a year's time, asking her about it, and she's like, "Man, I've had like." She's had several knee surgeries previous to all this because she's been an athlete like pretty much all her life. So hopefully she can get back. Knees have been an issue, uh, but at least she could still smash bench and compete and have fun and show up at these events, meet friends, yada, yada. So I'm glad we got that. That's a good thing with bench only. I mean, you got options. If you get injured or something happens, you could still participate, show up, compete. And, um, and what the hell? Shift some weights around, right? Yeah. I tell a quick, real quick story. So, my guy Matt Cronin, who won the the amateur bench, who won his pro card, he was competing at nine o'clock in the bench, and then he's also competing at eleven o'clock in the full meet for the pro meet. Okay, so he had to weigh in at nine o'clock. Also, once his bench meet started, so <clears throat> basically what happened was he does he does his bench, and we pass on his third one because he he won after someone else missed. I was like, all right, you're done. Don't take it. I was like, go to weigh-ins because now it's nine thirty. You know, Wayne's already started. They grab him for drug testing. I'm like, bro, you're going to have to walk up with him because he's not peeing in a cup right now. He's got to go weigh in first. And then, and so the guys doing the drug testing were so confused. Like, no, no, let's just go to the bathroom. He's like, no, I have a meet that starts in 90 minutes. I got to go weigh in, got to eat again, rehydrate, whatever. So basically the guy had to go up there and follow him. And then of course, after he weighs in, he goes to the bathroom. He can't fill it up enough. I'm like, because oh. <laughs> he was, because he was holding his weight back for the, for the full meet coming up. 
So basically he spent another half hour in the bathroom with this guy. So he comes down, we're kind of like rushed through his warmups to get him going and um, still did really, really well. But um, just funny how like that whole thing went, it was like a two hour craziness right there. This guy found to the bathroom. So then later on, um, the guy comes back to start drug testing from the next meet. And I was like, oh, hey, there's your buddy. He's been looking at you all day. huh?" And the guy was just like, <laughs> dude, that sucks. Bill, Bill, was, Bill was like explaining this schedule to me. And he's like, well, what happens if he has to go way in, but he gets picked for drug testing? And I'm like, well, one, hopefully he doesn't get picked for drug testing, but then the person's going to have to follow him because, you know, he can't just, you know, go do drug testing. He's going to go way in. And what do you, what are the chances he gets picked for drug testing? <laughs> he used to talk about it. And it's like, yeah, they'll follow you. They will walk yeah. around with you and whatever. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that was, that was a pretty fun story there. Okie dokie. All right. I just want to talk briefly about the Italians. Um, the Italians had the women's nationals. And uh, for anyone who doesn't know Corolla Gara, the 2019 63 kilo world champion, um, to win that title, I had to beat Leah Bavois, I had to beat Sam Callahan, And uh, she's been in and out of gear. And now she showed up doing a classic competition. Lifting, game. equipped lifting. Equipped lifting, yeah, I'm not, not yeah. gear gear like we're like just just about <laughs> the slag. That's right. She's yeah. been cycling on and off steroids, and we're expecting a lot <laughs> from her. This turns into a really spicy podcast when you start throwing that kind of shit around. But um, so she did. Uh, her squat looked pretty easy for her, but so I'm not sure if she went full out here. But she did a 538.5 kilo total, and she weighed in 0.4 over the 63 kilo class because she could. Um, she wasn't really stressed about it. Anyone uh, weight class up, she's going to beat anyways with a total like that. But as a 63 kilo, 538.5, man, she's still a monster out there. And um, it looked like she held back a little bit on her squat. Like she's got more in her. This isn't her going all out, taking a full, full on series. So we'll see what happens. Um, but just a preview and the women's 63 in Italy Chiara Bernardi, who's the junior world champion out of Italy. Um, and she did weigh in in the 63 kilo class with a 500.5 kilo total. So we got these Italians, man, coming up, not to mention, oh, and by the way, Sarah Naldi, who's also a 63 kilo lifter with a 497.5 kilo total. We got three 63s from Italy and they're all world class. Two of them have already won world titles. It's freaking nutso, man, how stacked the 63s are in Italy. Add to that, Alessandra Cernigliero of the 57 kilo class uh, finished off on the 445. And Sarah, and she didn't lift at these Italian nationals. Uh, Sarah Manzantini in the 69 kilo class who got a bronze at the world championship um, with a 515. Italy with the women's is getting pretty freaking stacked right now, gentlemen. What are we talking about here? Um, you know, France was the the come up nation in in like of twenty twenty one, and Italy might be making some major moves in twenty twenty two. Yeah, I mean, a couple more names right above them. I see looking at this, the seventy six kilo weight class winner Verdiana Minio. 502.5 kilos. Anytime these ladies are over 500 kilos, you know, they're going to be up there contending with the top lifters in the world. And then in the 84s, Francesca Pario 
weighed in only 77 and she did 518. So she may have just went 84 for nationals and she'll go back down to 76 for worlds. So she's at a 518 and then Verdiana's at a 502, potentially both going in the 76s. So real quick, we just talked about Jennifer Thompson's bench, right? 145.5 kilos winning that bench competition. Just ran, so Corolla Gara hit 143.5 at a lower body weight than Jen. So her dots, she would have beat Jen by 0.57 dots. Oh, <laughs> So Holy fuck. You just, so I'm glad we did a little recap here on the women's Italian nationals because it does add some perspective. Not, we know Gara can win the open because she has, and we know what quality she is, but the put in perspective, how historically relevant what she's doing is. And I'm pretty sure she had told me she wants the 63 kilo world record. Um, what does that stand at? Cause that was a, when she was on the podcast a couple of years ago, she said, I want to win a world title. I want to keep, you know, continue on down that, but that was one of her goals. Cause that's a record. Jen Thompson's bench press record is a record. That's like one of those baseball records that people think are going to stand for 50 years. And Gara's like, for sure, being world champion is more important, et cetera, because you know, it's bigger than just one single lift, but to take that record of all records, you know, bench records come and go, but Jen Thompson's bench record. That's a whole nother story, man. That, that, that's like, that's like, uh, you know, they make, they make fucking songs about you. You do something like that. You understand me? It becomes yeah. <laughs> the, the 63s is that 142.5. The 69s Jen also has at 144. So potentially she can break both of those. And then the 76 is just a world standard because no one has broken it yet at 135. Section she can just find different meets and go break all three one day. <laughs> so she's already over Jen Thompson's 63 kilo record. Yeah, because it's the 142.5. Right, but she wasn't 63. Yeah. So it's just, oh, it's, yeah. and, and it's so not she, the world's. It's not world's. I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. when she goes, like the, it could happen in 2022. Yeah, she takes 143 for the third or whatever. Ice cold, buddy. 2022 is going to be ice cold. And if she does this in the head to head competition with Leah Bavla, if we have like Jen Thompson's bench record in there, and then you have head to head, you know, the champion from 2019 who's like, I didn't lose my title on the platform. And then Leah Bavo, the champion from 2021, who's like, well, I got the bigger total. So let's sort this out on the platform. And they meet and settle it at the IPF Worlds. That's 63 kilo. That's a 63 kilo clash at IPF Worlds like we haven't seen in a long time, if ever. Wowzers. This part of me thinks too, like when you have Leah and you have Corolla, like we want to see him go head to head, but is one of them going to just be like, if, if Sheffield is on the line, which we kind of think is going to happen in 2023, does one of them say, screw it, I'm going go into the 69 class and try to win that one instead? Fuck. Or, or possibly one of them gets a wild card anyway and they both end up going to Sheffield kind of thing. But like, I hope so. You know, you can kind of see that happening because they both you know, could hit the world record total or obviously Lee already has the world record total in the 69 class, but um, it's yeah. a good point. It's a good point. Like uh, if you're like, that's the monster of all you like, you like money meets. And it's, it's <laughs> obviously not even a, it's not even a gimme either. Obviously with Chandler and, and the rest of them. Going no back. gimme. Hey, yeah, Chan, yeah, Chan, yeah. Chandler, take Chandler lightly and see what happens. We already have. Right. right? But that's an amazing battle too. 
Um, but, but conceivably those ladies get to like, you know, you could add weight or whatever the heck to your body weight. What were you going to say, Arian? I was just going to say, I wonder because Sheffield hasn't happened yet. Like what kind of mentality you have? Like how many people actually strategize for it because they don't know what it is exactly. It's like mysterious. And you're hearing like, you know, it's going to be all this big prize money expenses cover all these interviews and stuff like that. Oh, I want to get there so badly. I'll do whatever it takes. Or if people have to wait for a few years for it to happen, to actually see it and be like, oh my God, this thing is crazy. This is my new goal now. I do whatever it takes to get to Sheffield. I'm, I, I, okay, well, <laughs> a couple things. Sheffield, Sheffield's going to be a monster. I think people know, but what one thing, I think in terms of like the hype, what it is, Sheffield's been so hyped and crazy. But the one thing that I do, I think you're hitting on is, um, and Bill kind of alluded to it as well, Sheffield and SBD are, are, are nobody's fool and they know the showdowns and they want showdowns there and they know, okay, let's say Leah wins. They're like, you can bring in a wild card. We've seen before they were going to have um, Kimberly Walford and Anna Rosa Castellane going head to head. And it could, because they had to, you know, there can only be one blah, blah, blah. And there's a wicked storyline. Same with Russ and Brett. We're going to go head to head. Once again, there's tied one and one let's see them break it. So, I think SBD, if they see this as like, like they're going to look back and they're going to say, okay, whoever wins with Heather Connor and Turbo Tiff, whoever wins with Leah Bavois and, and Corolla Gara, if you have some amazing flip of the coin, I don't know who's going to win. They're both world champions. They're both breaking records. And it's like that. And it is with those two. I got to think they're going to take a step back and like somebody, there's going to be some wild cards being tossed out and they're going to make some massive battles happen. Because who, if you're trying to sell Sheffield, who the fuck wouldn't want to see Turbo Tiff and Heather in a rematch? Because whoever wins in Worlds is going to be tight. And who the fuck wouldn't want to see Corolla Gara and Leo rematch? Like, it's going to be tight, man. Like, these are like insane battles. You, Everyone's going to tune. This is, you know, as good as it gets on women's powerlifting um, in terms of tightness of battles. And, and they've all won world titles. I don't know. We'll see what happens. I mean, we're still far away. I'm sure SBD themselves got to pay attention and be like, what's the best way to operate this? Yeah, we'll see once they officially announce it and what the process is to make and stuff like that. Because then it also comes uh, as far as a team aspect of it. Like if the a national federation has a certain way they coach and select the team and stuff like that. And if Leah goes to like, you know, Team France and says, hey, I want to move up a weight class because I want to have a better chance to go to Sheffield. And they're like, uh, well, we're focused here on the world title and our team points and getting money for our federation. They may not like consider Sheffield in this like separate event, but we'll see how things play out. That's a really good point because I know France is a little, I think, cause they are government funded and they are, um, I think they have a, the, it's not as loose in terms of team selection, et cetera, in terms of a person's like, I think I'm gonna go this, do that, whatever. It isn't as loose like that. On Pretty the sure Italian, on the Italian side, you'd hope. So one would want to go up since there's three of them that right. are B63s. But is right. Chara still, what year is Chara born? Because I think they're, she might have never near. They're, they're both 98, so they're both. Well, the meets are also separate this year, right? They're not the same week. So potentially someone can do the open in June and then the juniors in August or whenever it is. Let, but them, let them battle. They're both 1998, so they've both aged out, Chiari and Sarah. Oh shit. They're both in the open. Well, good for Chiari. First off for grabbing that world title before she goes into the open. Now you're, you're swimming with sharks though. 
obviously Gara's got a lead on Chiara at this point. Chiara's young and I'm not, you know, full well capable of covering some ground here. But for right now, Gara is that fucking great white. If, if she's swimming with sharks, Gara's the great white, even though all these other ladies are talented as hell. Um, so, okay, they're in the open. They're not going to the juniors. They have to battle. You, you wonder, though, if Italy doesn't send two of them anyways in the open, right? Two in the same weight class. Yeah, they're allowed to do that, and maybe you know yeah, it depends on who they have in the other weight classes or how how their qualifications even happen, right? Do you have to win nationals to go? I don't know. I don't know how that works there. So, um, I guess just yeah. time will tell. Maybe, yeah. maybe that's maybe that's why Corolla Garo went sixty nines. Maybe she won the sixty nine kilo uh, title, so she's going sixty nine, so. and then they send the other two sixty threes. I'll slide into DMs <laughs> and ask her, man, but I don't think so. I'm going to hit up Gara, Corolla Gara, and I'm going to ask a bunch of questions like, what's your goals, 63 or 69, equipped or raw, and I'm going to settle it, and I'll come back. I, I promise I I promise I will, and I'll come back, because I know sometimes I say this on the podcast. I totally forget as soon as we're done recording. <laughs> and uh, But I am for really, really going to slide in DMs, get those answers for the listeners, and figure this out. Um, but if they can send Chiara and Corolla and then we also got, um, obviously, Leah Babwa and whoever's going to come in through the U.S. Holy fuck, 63 kilo class in Worlds is going to be tight, man. A bunch so of people. Corolla, so Corolla, Corolla's doing World Games, and it's 57 and 63 together, right, Arian? Yep. Which means she has to wait under 63 for that meet specifically. Yeah. So unfortunately, if it was the other way around, it would have been much easier for her because then she could have just weighed whatever. So you know possibly so again this is all hearsay we have no idea but possibly she goes 69 for june's classic worlds and then she's 63 for uh world games because she has to be in july i don't, I don't like anything you just but i don't like be, anything you just said it, it'd or be interesting yeah i was gonna say it'd be interesting asking her because she only weighed the point four over so who knows if that is like, you know, maybe part of their selection is you have to some kind of leeway. Like, if, hey, if you're within half a kilo of the weight class, then you can go down. So she, maybe she did that to stay 63s. Or maybe like what something Bill says, maybe she just stays a light 69 for June and then makes 63s for July. It will be interesting asking her. Uh, and then Bill made a good point, too, as far as the whole selection. You know, other countries, like let's say New Zealand, they don't send a full team. So they can double up or have people shift up and down and do all the stuff with it. With this, maybe they do send the full team because as we were talking about before we were recording is like this is a lot of lifters here in their nationals. The 52s has 16 lifters competing. The 57s has 15 lifters competing. The 63s had 27 lifters competing. Yeah. 69s had 14. So it's, yeah, it's, it's blowing up. It's somewhere around 85 to 100 lifters just on the the women's side from what I'm trying to add up here. Across women's the open. Class. open. Yeah. So, you know there's potentially people in every single weight class that are going to accept the spot if there's no minimum requirement. It's nuts, man. Italy is blowing up in terms of a powerlifting um, nation. You know, I'm like, and this is what happens when success starts. People start finding your sport because other people start becoming world champions. Like, holy shit, this is a viable option. You know, this is something I could get into. I think I could get a part of this. Um, but if you are in Italy and you were floating around 63 kilo, you, you got, you better be good. Okay. Because these ladies, it is, this is like a, a freaking, you know, these are world-class. You got three lifters who are world-class. 
posting up crazy totals. Yeah, I wonder how much their federation is growing and how many members they have. If you're from Italy and you're out there listening, you can give us more info. Let us know because we were looking at the schedule and it's all split up. You know, one event is men's 59 to 83. And then two weeks later, it's only the 93s. And then uh, two weeks after that's the 105s and up. Then they have a separate nationals for the sub juniors and juniors, um, just the females. So they're splitting up a lot of these nationals up. So potentially they have hundreds and hundreds of lifters competing at their various nationals. Let me ask you guys something. Over over or under? Like, what do you think's more? What do you think's likely here? I don't even know if I'm doing this right, but anyways, in five years, are we going to be doing a preview show for Italian nationals? There, I mean, there's a, there's a lot we're of. Not, we're not even gonna do it. We're not even gonna do a preview show for American nationals this year. So I mean, why would we do Italian? Come on. Yeah, we are. There, there's there's <laughs> too many fa- there's too many factors in that. Like, it's hard for some of these countries to find their website and find their nominations right, and figure. Yeah. Be able to- in five years' time, though. Let's say things change because they, they progress and they're like, fuck, we got up our game. Uh, you know, over under KOTL's dead in five years. <laughs> <laughs> KOTL's dead. <laughs> that's, we all moved on. We're just like, well, that's that. Let's just, let's just. You're, you're like, you're like, listen, I've been banging out reposts seven days a week, every week for the last decade. I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, adios. Uh, if nobody's <laughs> taking the torch by now, then we're gone. They're like, well, who's going to don't give a shit, figure it out. Um, yeah. And I was going to say the same thing about the French nationals. Uh, so any, anybody listening anyways, that's pretty much wraps up the news, but the British nationals, the French nationals in the powerlifting American nationals all rolling around in the next few weeks. And obviously the Italian nationals just happened with the women's side. So this month is a stacked month for powerlifting and you get a glimpse at what the IPF worlds might look like. So we'll, when all this is over and we'll do something for powerlifting America's preview and recap because of all the stars they got. Um, but we'll also keep everybody updated on all these nationals taking place because French nationals has several world champions. In British nationals, I mean, they got they got stars in there as well. So we'll give some updates and let people know. Uh, so keep tuning in, and it's a good preview for what's going to happen when we get to the World Championships. Yeah, because they have the preliminary nominations due in 28 days. So all these countries have to knock out their nationals, figure out their teams. Uh, Canada's doing their separate selection, which I guess they already sent out some invites, right? Because CAFWE got invited. Cafwe won one nationals and punched his ticket to three worlds. <laughs> the world, the, it's a lovely thing. It's a lovely thing. He's the well, reigning, man, you, defending. You know what? <laughs> he's got he's he's got a dynasty in Canada like Russell Orhe does, and he only had to compete once. You know what I mean? He's gonna talk to Russell and be like you're inefficient without you competing. You know this. I compete once a decade, and I'm fucking. I got a dynasty once half a decade. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah, a lot coming down the pipe as all these nationals happen. We can do recaps. We can uh, do the update to the power rankings, and then we can get ready for the Fantasy League for Worlds. Because Fantasy League's coming back, and we'll update, obviously, how the Canadian national team ends up looking like because it's not going to be based off of the nationals. that's going to happen later on this year. So we can update people on um, just some highlights anyways, uh, who made the team. Surpri- here's, 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 here's a guess. You guys want to make a $20,000 bet. Jessica Bittler and Maria T gets selected. 
You will. I don't know. Maria, Maria did that abs pro. I don't know if she's eligible or not, bro. Watch it easy. Watch it. No snitching. No snitching. But um, yeah. So it's going to be busy. We're going to be busy, gentlemen. It is what it is. Anything else? Or are we good? I think good. that covers everything. All right, fellas. It's always a pleasure. Much appreciated. Six pack lap it at. You guys want to give Big a shout Bill. out? Messy Kamesi. And the messy one. Till next time. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up the. Uh... <laughs>